0: Da 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 na All right. Welcome to episode 10 of Feather and Mountain podcast. I am your host Delusions of Grendel. I sound like I'm huffing up a mountain. I can't even speak without being out of breath. So this is the nature of my life right now. Uh, with me, as always, is my great buddy Virgil, who uh, our audience fondly knows as the Never Reader. Virge, how you doing?
1: Good. Been a while. Let's get a crack of luck and see what we're gonna do today.
0: Been a hot minute. So the last time we chimed in with the people, we had just watched the trailer. So that was the day that I messaged you and I said. Oh my god, the world is ending. We just got a Wheel of Time trailer. We have a release date, November 19th. Since then, uh Wadon Prime has been feeding us so many tasty morsels, I cannot keep up. This past week was pandemonium. There was something every goddamn day. And by every day I mean every workday, so Last week, not a lot of work got done for me. I'm sure you were productive because I tried to keep everything from you. So in terms of what you know and what you've seen, why don't you just let our listeners and fab friends know what you know about The Wheel of Time, just from what you've seen between trailer release and today.
1: Well, I think we'll get into the one today. Today, the panel discussion probably was the most. It was almost like it was just as close as humanly possible you can get without spoiling. Like the whole time we were watching it, I was just like, should I listen? Should I not listen? Should I listen? Like you won't, but they kept it so on cue with the descriptions that they did. So it was good. But yeah. So we're, I'm at the point now where I'm hooked and I'm ready to go. And I'm kind of wanting November 19th to hurry the heck up and get here. So I can start watching it and see what the hell we've been talking about this whole time. Uh,
0: yeah. It's a lot. So um we're going to get into the panel. We're going to get into the exclusive clip. Um, obviously this has been the intensive stuff, how they relate to the books has been done to pieces. I'll, fuck, I'll just link, um, Unraveling the pattern stuff and Dusty Wheel for, for some of the more in-depth analysis, a bunch of other, uh, content creators. Whatever you want, it's all on the internet. Our perspective, as always, is coming at this from someone who doesn't uh, stock Twitter on the daily. Someone who maybe doesn't have notifications for what on Prime set to three different Twitter accounts. And so when something happens, your phone blows up and then you have to immediately leave the room or take an extended bathroom break, uh, during your workday to see what's going on. So we're, we're, we're catching up with, um, how would I describe someone normal through this process? Certainly not a hardcore fan freak yet we do have the never reader but i think we need maybe a different label for you if you're a never reader but enthused
1: i can i can tell you that the only thing that that's this this show the biggest thing that it's affected is usually your text messages are in all capitals which means that something has happened uh i'm not a never reader anymore i'm a never reader but you're right we need to change the the wording on it i'm I'm more into the show, I know more about the show, I know boundaries of the show, and this has been a really interesting experience leading up to this, because a lot of it was based off of such minimal knowledge, and such... um We've been really lucky with the people that you've brought on that we got to get through other people's eyes. And they, I can't imagine how difficult a lot of people have had describing the show without giving things away as well. Like, it's been, like, good on you for getting this far. But I don't know, we'll have to to think. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll think of a name instead of Never
0: Yeah, we'll come up with something. Our live listeners might come up with something. Watcher Over the Waves. I love that, Vance. That's a good one. Um, Okay, so I'm going to start with something. I'm going to call this controversial. I don't think that's a spoiler. Maybe it is. Maybe is. I'll let you know my opinion after. You can probably guess what it is. So the New York Comic-Con panel happened October 8th. The day before the New York Comic-Con panel, we were given a poster for The Wheel of Time. So I'm pulling that up here. And of course, it'll be linked in the description if anyone hasn't seen it. But we were given a poster. I'm not going to use adjective. I will not use an adjective to describe this until I get your thoughts. But this is um, you saw the poster previously of Moraine with the Waygate. That was from July. Then this is like the second poster that we got. What are your thoughts?
1: I hate it. and I know. I'm sure people, I don't hate the poster. I hate my first thought. And I do. I hate it no matter what. The very top is so harry potter-ish to me It drives me nuts and i think once i understand the character more and i get to see it it's not going to be like that but for right now that's the very first thing but it's amazing because it's a great way to do it you give her first as the lead character and now you're getting all the other main characters that we did that panel on or we got to watch the panel on and it kind of it's now starting to break out which is a good way to showcase it and they also hide things really good on the outside and the very top you can see that where evil is, you don't get to see exactly what it is yet. It's just coming out through the clouds, so it's still very, very mysterious what the negative part of the show is, if you will, or the evil side, the evil side of it all.
0: Yeah, so the first the first thing your eyes are drawn to is, uh, we'll call him Merdral Dan, but the Merdral at the top. Um, what are your thoughts just because this is, you know, fantasy, obviously the last big fantasy, uh, TV show sure. we got was Game of Thrones. We're going to avoid comparisons as much as possible to Game of Thrones, except I do want to highlight, um, the difference in tone here in this poster. There's a the lot same. of color. the same
1: thing, but it's amazing that it looks like a sunrise through the darkness on the back, having that pink or that orange hue. Cause I was just trying to realize that it, the lightning-esque, which... Still so in power by the side. Looks of it on the side there. None of that could come from the cloud that you have. So yeah, it's it's a lot more light. It's like uh, what this poster says to me and uh, is it, you're coming out of darkness, not going into darkness, is what the poster reads most.
0: And any thoughts on how our characters are depicted here? You can see that they're kind of it's not it's not like their actual faces. Like it looks like they've been run through Photoshop perhaps, um, more like an attempt at watercolor. Um, any impressions just based on our, our cast of seven? It's
1: a genius watercolor. There's no emotional features. So you can't tell if people are angry, sad, stubborn, anything like that. You're just showcasing the characters as they are, and they're all stern. No one's happy. No one's super angry. And no one's crying. No nothing there. It's just normal facial features that you can't depict the character from. It's great.
0: So overall, you have to rate this on a scale of... One to ten. Uh, What does this poster do for your emotions? Does it make you excited about the show? Does it make you say what the fuck is going on? Um, Does it make you like the wheel of time in the middle that kind of separates these two? Like we've got the good guys. We've got the Voldemort on top. What, What draws your eye or doesn't draw your eye? And yeah, how do you rate this one to ten, your excitement level?
1: Okay, coming at it from like myself personally, now that I'm a little bit more into this, I get excited, but it is really confusing to be honest. Like it, it's there's a lot to unpack here. If you've never seen anything, you don't know anything about this. It's coming very busy. A lot is going on. You're like, it's medieval. There's also you know some sort of um, science fiction to it. Obviously, like then the the thing on the bottom, like the lines across the bottom, uh, are something that really catch my eye. That. It, it's almost like that's where I see the time travel-esque of something or something on those lines. So I'd say it's quite busy. I wouldn't. This wouldn't be the poster that hooked me as much as the last one did. But that's just me liking Roseman Pike. Potentially. Who knows?
0: Would it surprise you if I told you the fandom almost universally hated this?
1: Nothing surprises me about what the fandom loves and hates anymore. It's uh it's hard for me to depict what they love and hate, but nothing surprises me if someone loves or hates something.
0: If you had to guess what would you say my opinion is on this poster.
1: I would say you don't like this poster at all. I don't think I I, I think it takes away from power and blends everything out. It'd probably be one of the things maybe you don't like. I don't know, that'd be my guess.
0: I am such a fucking Amazon shill. I love everything that they've put out in this poster is no exception. I got I got so jazzed about this poster. It's just like me and Vance on Twitter being like I think it's nice. Um, I don't know. It gives me nineteen eighties vibes. It reminds me of like classic movies like legend do you remember that one with tim curry or the last unicorn i had a thing for unicorns (laughs)
1: i've never heard of any of those
0: but you know what maybe we'll do a practice run-through of like how to review an episode and i'm gonna make you watch the last unicorn movie with schmendrick the magician well (laughs) it'll set us right in 1980s fantasy
1: quite busy that day even though we haven't picked the date out i'm actually pretty slammed got meetings that day for sure yeah
0: no um yeah i don't know i thought it was fun i thought it was different i'm i'm not an artist so i know A lot of... Like like I am. (laughs) 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 I'm like not an art critic. I just, I saw color. I was excited by it. I didn't zoom in on everyone's face. I just liked how different it was. I liked the different tone that it was bringing. I liked our little Voldemort to Merge Dan at the top. Um, and like the glimpses of Trollocs on either side. It just, it was so different for a poster that that's what really attracted me to it, but I understand that I am in the minority.
1: Is there also a possibility that everything that they release at this point in time makes you a little excited just <laughs> in general? <laughs> so.
0: This is what I'm saying. Amazon, feel free to send me a yacht. I have no problem shirking your products. Um. So yeah, this came before, the day before the panel and everyone was you know, kind of like whatever the fuck this is. We had a Dusty Wheel discussion about it, um, amping us up. And then, of course, the next day, we knew the panel. Friday, October 8th was happening. And uh, it was pre-recorded content, so we knew that in advance as well. And we all watched it. And we watched it live, um, or some of us did, Again, with the dusty wheel, so we all went away, we watched the panel together, we came back, and then there was a many hours discussion about everything we saw at Comic-Con. Of course, much of that discussion was about what they had, people were saying about their individual characters. So why don't we just talk Broadstroke's panel? I've discussed it ad nauseum. People are probably here. are sick of hearing book readers who have been reading the series for decades talk about it. So... You know, quick, let's do some highlights and lowlights from Verge uh, on the panel itself. What stood out to you, what left you a little bit wanting, and then we'll get into like the actual clip itself that we saw.
1: Panels, I have I think I've watched like four of that type of video, like four videos like that in my life. And then like, one of them was some, like Sons of Anarchy, right? So yes. I always, panels are always something so confusing to me because, well, accents number one always catch you off guard. And number two, personalities are not what you see. Sometimes a, a really tough woman turns out to be the really uh, a softer woman on the show. Same with a man or anything along those lines or someone that's really soft-spoken. But from what I've gotten out of the characters, there wasn't one character that was misrepresented by who they were. I mean, you go through, uh, ran through everybody. Everyone really their character spoke, like it spoke through their character. I don't know if they were playing that, (laughs) you know, they are actors, this is what they're paid to do. But at the same time, like everyone that was supposed to be outspoken was, and everyone that was supposed to be quiet wasn't. Like Danny, for example, he very quick got what he needed across. And even from the small little bit of trailer that I've seen, that's what I get out of his characters. Insanely stoic. And insanely somehow has a gentle side to the same side, but you know, like not straight to the point in a polite way. And then I mean, Rosemond, how like uh, we, like when she walks in around the fire, anything along those lines that where she she commands a room, she commands the whole thing, right, on the panel. But also wanted to step aside because she realized she was going on a little bit more than most, right? And I think it was it was amazing. The probably the coolest part was having uh, the the director just sit aside. God knows he wants to jump in on every like Rafe wants to jump in on every single comment that is being made because he has created. What they are discussing. But it was really cool how he just sat back and just kind of let them speak to it. That was, that was, that was kind of just a nice thing. I mean, it's it's also nice to know that people are just human and that riding a horse sucks. Cause I, even as a farm boy, I hate horses so much. So, uh, yeah, I, that was probably the biggest parts of the panel. I mean, past that, you can tell that there were things people liked. You could tell that there were things people hated that they held back from pretty quickly. And it just seems like it became a pretty, cohesive family which is good after doing shooting during the time that we've gone through there's a good chance that people could hate each other once again could be acting you don't know
0: I mean they probably were all in separate rooms so maybe maybe they're oh, apart yeah. for a reason <laughs> and then of course we saw the exclusive clip which I'll play again here
1: can I just say how amazing it always is in all these medieval things how they always have really nice stained glass windows like that was the common thing for a very low level pub
0: Okay. We've watched it twice now. Obviously, we can go through kind of frame by frame. We can slow it down so we can actually talk about what happens in each scene. But before we do that, and before we kind of break down like each look, each side eye, when Matt kind of elevators Moraine, what are your thoughts on this clip? How does it flow? How does it make you feel? What's the tension? You know, initial impressions.
1: Yeah, I guess it's starting at the beginning, it, it's just a fun pub. People are having a good time talking about a little uh, young love potentially or something like that that's going on, that typical uh, typical relationship issues maybe right there or maybe not too bad. You're reading into it too much. Um, and then it just takes off in a whole other direction where you get to see, I mean, first off, you think that evil's walked in the room. They play that very well. Hiding the face, full dark clothing, you know, even the bright boots, everything that you have, it just, and they sh- the way they showcase with the wide angle shot of the shoes, the shoes look huge. They look like size 16 boots that some giant has just walked in the room.
0: So you're, you're noticing the boots? Very much. Yes. Are you a big fan of the boots?
1: They look a little bit like what the guy in Home Alone wore when he shoveled the street was the first impression that I got of them. <laughs> but they're nice. Yeah. They I don't think you'd want to fight too much in them. They don't look too mobile. But and then you get to Moraine. And I am left in awe and confused by her the whole way through. She she walks in and I mean the one the, the woman against holding the little dagger, like I can I I will by far be the person that will take these two out of this place. Like
0: Right? Like Nynaeve's first yeah. impression is to is to grab her belt knife.
1: Yeah. and Like, you know, that's not going to do anything in this situation. Right. But when Moraine, when when she walks in, she's looking for something the whole time she's in there is all I can get. And then when she turns around, it really showcases how I can't tell. And that's where I'm confused. If she's reading the room or if she's looking for something specific or looking for a reaction, because it doesn't make sense for her to look around the room like that and not to do a quick pan. I understand they are going character to character, but even the, so-called non-main characters. They're really judging the facial expressions and she doesn't look like she's trying to be open to them. She looks like she's curious about something. She's looking for something. That's what puzzles me a little bit about this.
0: Any thoughts on... So Lan walks in and he goes, I'm Lan Mandreigren. And this is Moraine. And that's it. No last name, no punctuation. Sure. And then... <laughs> And then we get a close-up of this ring, and we get Egwene's mom.
1: And the glimmer of the ring, too. You get that little glimmer right there that you see that the woman just noticed. Okay.
0: Oh, shit. She's an Aes Sedai. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then then she's introduced as Moraine Sedai. Right. So, title... Kind of, kind of following it. Any, I mean, I know we we've talked about Rosamund. We've talked about her at length because she's you know kind of been the focus so far of the show. Um, She's certainly the most recognizable actress out there. Thoughts, good, evil, what she's questing for, if it's for nefarious purposes, if it's for good purposes, like what what vibe, especially from this trailer with, you know, the music kind of stopping the joy kind of fleeing the scene when she walks in, what are you picking up on?
1: I think that's the best part of the trailer for me is I can't, you know, walking in, like you said, like being Cher Bono, like everyone knows who this is just by the name. And then they find out, oh, it's Cy, That's why. But you can't, I can't get a read from this video of what it is that, She's in there. If she's threatening, if she's kind-hearted, she gives off every single emotion throughout the whole thing. Kind of like, we'd We'd like this instead of you will give me this. So she's got a kind-hearted nature to lesser folk. At the same time, she understands she's wicked intimidating and just rolls up to the fire like, you know, Napoleon and just puts her arms out and everyone stops and she's aware the whole time. So it's a really hard read on what exactly it is. But like you said, insanely happy, sucking pipes back here and there. Having Not some two rivers till back. more than likely a couple malts in there or something like that. And then it's just complete dead zone. But at the same time, I don't get a malicious nature from her at all. I'm sorry for commenting on the windows. I mean, they're just beautiful stained glass windows. You're not, not going to notice them, right?
0: When you see some stained glass, you got to comment. You got to comment on it. And we see, of course, Egwene um, with the braid in this shot. Mm-hmm. And you'll remember from the trailer when she comes up in that pool of water and her hair is undone. Um, so just, you know, they talk about a ceremony. He indicates he hasn't had a chance to speak with her since it all went down. And, uh, yeah, don't really get a resolution to that. Don't know what he was doing all day or why he couldn't chat with, uh, good old Eggsy.
1: Do you like the boots?
0: So, mm-hmm. the thing about the boots is that Matt Hatch from the Dusty Wheel can't get over the fucking boots. Like he likes them? Well, maybe not Lamb, but, like, every clip we get is, like, boots, boots, oh, boots. Okay. So, it's a big, it's kind of like a running joke in the fandom, just about the boots themselves. Big fan. Big fan of the boots. And I love this, like, when Land's just standing and they're waiting to introduce Moraine. It's like, he looks like an ultimate bouncer. But then also, like, Aragorn, right? Like, remember when totally, we first that's meet Aragorn? first
1: thing that I thought of.
0: Yeah, that's when awesome. he's Strider.
1: Yeah, where you don't know. And I mean, like, hands covered here, half you have no idea. And then just full, doesn't matter who I am, this is who this is, kind of mentality. With a huge sword on his back. how I enter most rooms. Yeah gain respect quickly yeah when she walks in yeah
0: the room's done that's it game over and then one of one of my favorite moments and we're gonna um we're just watching this back on on slower play one of my favorite moments is when she walks past Nynaeve here
1: yeah suddenly the belt knife doesn't seem like a good idea it's i still can't understand if everyone knows exactly who she is what the situation is. Well, obviously when they all start talking, everybody that that's who that is after this moment where they see the ring prior to that, it was kind of like, okay, who's this person walking in with a bodyguard, a double fire power move, walking up.
0: Yeah. Needs, needs to get in. And then, um, Yeah, her assessment of the room. So as she goes, again, we've kind of slowed this down here. Yeah, see how Matt kind of goes, gives her a little scan up and down. Yeah, I saw
1: that little. She is very much looking for something.
0: Yeah, so she she goes around the room and she kind of scouts out our... I've been calling them the Emmonsfield Five. It doesn't seem like they're actually going to be calling their village Emmonsfield. It's more likely to be the Two Rivers. So I guess the Two Rives, Two Rives Sev... You know, she scouts out, she sees, she makes eye contact, or at least we think she does because we're looking at this from her point of view. As she connects with Nynaeve, Egwene, Matt, Rand, Perrin, and then she's led out of the room. But.
1: Well, the glass from Nynaeve's mom to her is one of the bigger ones, too.
0: Oh, yeah, Egwene's mom, like a Maranelle Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that's one of the ones that kind of gets me, too.
0: It's kind of like, how does someone from this backwater village, how does she recognize this ring are they that prevalent are they that prominent i mean the ring the ring is massive but you know for it to be such a strong identifier what does that kind of tell you just about this culture and this world
1: it's fear-based, 100% fear-based. There is nothing like, oh, wow, this is something that could help us out a lot. Everyone, we won the lottery since they walked in. It's kind of like, this is someone I'm not going to mess with. What is it you need? Yeah, let's get you that. Let's make you happy and let's get you on your way. Here, let's get you to a room right now. Come on, let's, let's go so everyone else can enjoy their time and not be sitting here filling their britches while they're talking to you.
0: So that was that was kind of the big drop that fed us for quite a while, was the Comic-Con panel. And I realized today is just over two weeks since we got that. You know, typically, I mean, with the Wheel of Time drops that we've kind of gone over, you've seen the timeline of them. You know, there was sometimes more than six weeks in between drops as we were waiting. Getting closer to the um, premiere date, things started ra- ramping up. So the following week, on what Wednesday, which is, you know, what we call... What we used to call, anyway, the big drops or the big reveals or whatever. We woke up in the morning and 150 people had been private messaged a single puzzle piece. Wow. I was not one of them. It's fine, Amazon. I'm here to fucking chill for you. But sure, don't send me a puzzle piece. I'm not bitter at all. Actually, I wasn't because it looked like a fuck ton of work. And I was really happy to not have to participate in this. So they sent out 150 puzzle pieces, and uh, this is all over the world, right? So they did it on Twitter, they did it on Facebook, they did it on Instagram. I heard rumors that there were some on TikTok, but I don't know if those were just re-released or not, and it sent them out to both content creators and just big, you know, just people on Twitter, uh, other hardcore fans that they've interacted with, and then people got, you know, just kind of a DM. Um, I'm not going to read it out, but it was just kind of a play on words from the series about this epic speech. And then various people spent the day live streaming, putting each puzzle piece together and trying to assemble a puzzle using virtual puzzle pieces. It was insane. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It
1: can't even
0: a normal puzzle. <laughs> no. Um, and, and I'm very, I'm tangible. Like I need things to be tangible. I need to touch them. I can't. I can't map these things out in my head. So it was incredible to watch. There was uh Daniel Green, who's a big YouTuber, um, fantasy news guy. He did it for about an hour and a half. He did a live stream, had some people on, put some pieces together. Um, our good friend uh Rob from Malkier Talks did a six-hour live stream just going at it. And then um this this lovely human Ben Mulder um who's pals with the Watt series crew and they are they're the people who get kind of all the leaks and everything so that's probably why you don't know them that well cuz you're not allowed to look on wattseries.com um but Ben Mulder went on to the Watt series Discord and was live streaming all day and the live stream on Discord caps out at 50 people so then I opened up a Zoom so that we could all watch on zoom as he like assembled this piece so ultimately what we found out was it was going to be another poster so ben spent six hours uh putting this together in photoshop when he was like 18 pieces away from finishing it his photoshop crashed and he had to put everything back together and um he actually, he was DM'd a puzzle piece and he held on to that one and he didn't tweet it out just so he <laughs> could make sure so he got it in there. So, uh Ben was the first one at least that we know of uh to complete this puzzle. So he tweeted it out and now we'll go and look at this second poster which hilarious like this was 6 days after the bright colored one mm-hmm. and the, I strongly suspect because of the pushback from fandom they released this one earlier than intended. But I don't know. There's no way to be sure. That's just speculation. So Glimmering,
1: Glimmering, Yeah, yeah, that's a lot more what I would have depicted the show as a lot more That's amazing just holding the head there
0: i love like this poster is so i don't even know like how to describe it other than cool i mean it's moraine and lan it's you know moraine commands this like your attention immediately we've got land drawing a sword in the back and moraine just casually holding the head of a trollic it's
1: yeah it's really weird they do the 50 percent skyline thing again though dark, 50% light showcasing two sides. But they did a lot better this time showcasing.
0: There's just casually a village on fire behind them. And the
1: lines on the bottom are a lot nicer and more
0: inclusive. And the different colors, as you can kind of see in the threads down there at the base of it. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms, if you have to rank this, like, what does this poster say to you? How does it make you feel? This was released October 13th. We know November 19th is coming. More jazzed, less jazzed. Indifferent.
1: <laughs> I mean close, way more jazzed. I'm a big battle scene person if, uh, if I were to choose something I like a lot about these types of shows. So this one speaks the most to me by far. It's kind of like we just messed somebody up, the world's burning, and we're going to keep on going. I'm assuming, although you liked both because you're just an Amazon buff at this point in time, did you have a favorite between the two?
0: I think I loved them both for different reasons, but this one... Oh, that was a play. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's me running for office. I, I mean, I love, I love the way they went about this. Like, it was just such a cool way to engage the fandom. It kind of came on the heels. I'm not going to involve you in all of the Twitter of Time drama because that's just ridiculous. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, But it kind of came on the heels of some conversations about accessibility in the show and trying to make sure, like, you know, just making sure that the show is accessible for the hearing impaired and closed captioning on things and for um the visually impaired to make sure that there's, you know, really nice descriptors on all images so that people can still get a taste for it. So it kind of came on the heels of that. And having a virtual puzzle is a little, could arguably be like non-inclusive because those who are visually impaired really weren't able to participate in the same way. So there was a little bit of, of that kind of as a backdrop to this day. But on the whole, what I'll say is that it was a really... Awesome way for me to spend a workday because I was just at home catching up on on literal paperwork so I could have this in the background all day, which was really nice. And just watching the fandom come together, looking for pieces, watching uh, the tweeter of chaos uh come and, you know, engage with the fandom in such an intimate way. People waking up in the morning, getting their puzzle piece, participating, seeing what was going on. Uh, and really just a fun way, I think, to include um you know, different time zones and and people from all over the world uh helping to build something that, you know, we got we got to see the end result of at the end of the day. So I hope they do stuff like this more often. Probably no more than once a quarter, please, because that was not my most productive work day. <laughs> but yeah, pretty cool. So that happened last Wednesday. And then we got two different teasers so on thursday we got a shadow spawn teaser so we've never had this before where there was like back-to-back drops so this drop i really love this just because one it was totally unexpected and two we were getting to see up close and personal the bad guys uh which i thought they were really going to save
1: yeah usually you don't get to see that until the movie and then they kind of startle you and scare you i guess the point or intimidate you (laughs) we have it paused right now just at the start very very start of this image very tricky because you also have an ewok poster just to the left (laughs) of the tv i know they are startling once you push play but right now it looks like a small ewok (laughs)
0: holy shit so thoughts impressions
1: that's super intimidating That, that does not leave a whole lot of hope in your heart right off the hop right like that's how way more formidable force a lot of different things too like size wise speed wise they always have rusty old tools though they never have nice swords very orc-esque at certain pieces but a lot more um a lot more dark i think a lot more uh witcher style darkness comparable to like anything else that i've seen so that's good that, that sucks me in even further so I, I love how they're releasing it like that. They're kind of like, oh, here, there's a little bit of danger. People say, oh, it's just one of these shows. Then you have this that really goes, okay, this is actually pretty dark and twisted.
0: Yeah, killing and eating yeah. every person.
1: Every person, yeah. And they're just standing there kind of like, once again, though, you're just like stoic on the other side, which is pretty cool to see as well.
0: Yeah, so this dropped last Thursday, obviously, breakdowns. Uh, Matt again from Dusty Wheel went live on. We're I think we're calling it like Happy Hour at the Dusty Wheel, which is like his lunch break. So we will just jump on and do a stream, and you know, piecing like hardcore fan freaks piecing this out piece by piece. Uh, so those in-depth analysis available different platforms, but this one I think I mean I don't want to slow this down because I think it's meant to be consumed. At the pace that we're watching it, we've seen that murderer before. We've seen that like scream before. We saw that in the trailer, right? Uh With his Freddie Mercury teeth. Yeah, he looks like Bebop and Rocksteady (laughs) from Ninja Turtles. That's who the Shadow, that's who the Trollocs are. So, yeah, that came out uh, last Thursday. And then,
1: so you knew their names,
0: Bebop Bebop and and Rocksteady? Rocksteady? Obviously. That's oh like <laughs> no i did not no, I no. april o'neill channel 4 news
1: i thought i was being really
0: impressive
1: <laughs> i didn't know their names oh yeah bebop and rocksteady yeah two very well-known characters in the cartoon universe that everyone just totally knows about. never mind my one time i'm gonna be impressive today keep going you're doing great
0: <laughs> and then uh so we've talked about alvaro marte a little bit he's the guy from money heist He's actually, he actually has more followers on Instagram than Rosalind Pike does. He's more of an international actor. So we've seen him from the trailer, right? This is when, yeah, when he um, really exactly. And you have commented before on him being in the cage and the eyes as he just like,
1: it wasn't really even caged. He was just in there.
0: Commanding.
1: He's got crazy written all over him. And whatever power that he does have, he has no intention of using it for good whatsoever. He's That more than ever seen is an interesting comic. Which means they've been hunting these for a while. They've found lots of these over the years, if you will, and everything like that. But he—he he is easily the most intimidating piece of this whole thing so far.
0: The biggest thing that stays consistent throughout in this in this little teaser is Loghain, the self-proclaimed mm-hmm. dragon reborn. So no one else has called him the dragon. It's self-proclaimed, and then it just follows him. Um, and of course, it sounds like two different female voices commenting his strength is more than anything i've ever seen at the end there uh we haven't there's no no they haven't tweeted out who said each word so we can speculate all we want and we have but we know that what we learn here is we know that there's been false dragons before but perhaps not like this not as strong as him
1: yeah i mean from what you've got to tell me without spoiling anything the thing i was kind of looking for because i remember him from the other trailer was him fading, getting worse throughout it all. He's very constant throughout it all. I don't maybe the very end he looks a little bit more angry, but he's also in a cage, so it's tough to tell if that just wasn't a day thing. But it's not like I can see his a health deterioration or a mental deterioration throughout this whole clip. It's just him potentially actually getting stronger as the clip goes on. That's very different from what you have explained, once again, without spoiling anything about how it, how it works with the male breed.
0: Any thoughts on his uh, interaction with Matt? Because that's really, you know, we see other people in the background and stuff, but there's an extended pause when he's looking up and he sees Matt Cawthon.
1: Really similar to Marin in the, uh, the pub. Very, very similar. Like, this is kind of either it, it's like it's like it's not that they were looking for that person but like there was a connection that was instantly made like you get me i get you or you are wanting to be like me or i'm wanting to be whatever the situation is some connection that maybe you don't know yet
0: intense uh so this i mean this just gets me excited and i i don't know if it's um necessarily a spoiler to say. But I'll say it anyway. Loghain, uh, Rafe has said that Loghain is going to get an expanded role in the show. In the books, we don't see a lot of Loghain. In the first book, we, we see him in, in kind of one scene. Is We hear about other things that have happened, but we only physically see him in one very small scene in the first book. And here, clearly, you know, we've seen him in the trailer now. We've seen him, you know, like blasting, potentially killing a woman as she, he like throws her against the pillar using the power.
1: And as an actor, you said he has a large following, so obviously they're not going to be one and done. Although we'll go back to Sean. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah.
0: So the, yeah, that was that was last. Friday. A little bit of Anakin vibes there when it first opens up. So that was last Friday and then this week we haven't gotten anything quite as big but they still are keeping us fed. So there was a big article and I haven't kind of given that to you to read. So yesterday what they dropped was a little behind or costume footage. So on October 9th or 18th which was this past Monday once again just trying to live my life ready for another workday and these guys come out with some behind the scenes footage um, so it's 36 seconds long not too much but we're gonna watch this because I this is actually one of my favorite things they've put out but I'm a big behind the scenes kind of gal like you know in like the um, Lord of the Rings extended edition when you go back and like you do all the intensive behind the scenes interviews and oh you haven't spent seven hours. <laughs> Looking um, at all of those? I've
1: seen the movies. Is that, <laughs> does that count? <laughs> yeah. No, I do not know what you're talking okay, about. <laughs> well, they certainly make the colors pop of all the lead characters. The ones you're supposed to like are very standout. Now, this costume design is insane. The sets are insane. What stands out to you the most? Oh, the braid
0: flip. I was going to say, the braid flip. <laughs> I didn't notice the braid but... flip. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really... Amazing. Like, I love that the scenes that we're getting here, it, you know, you can see the boom mics in it. You can see that there's cars in the Wheel of Time um, driving beside. Like, I just love, like, this glimpse that we're being given. I love those those chaps in white. Those are called white cloaks. Uh, I love that we actually got that. Um, you know, we haven't seen, we've seen leaked images of those costumes. We have not seen the full regalia of them. And I love that they just casually drop this in amidst so much that we've already seen and of course you know tossing in uh you heard zoe robin robins in the in the panel talking about the braid Mm -hmm. and how she was really loving that her natural hair could be incorporated into the texture of the braid and then we get to see her you know like whip it like um will smith's daughter who's that little child like oh what my hair back and forth Willow Smith, I knew that, wow. yeah, okay. I got bebop up. You yeah, got I Willow. Got <laughs> so yeah, I, I just uh, it was so unexpected. again, it was just a Monday, and they're keeping us very well fed. It's almost too much at this point. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Um, but it just feels overwhelming that every day there's something new, and like, you can spend an hour truly. Going through this and picking it apart. But I love, yeah, the the little sneaking or the little backstage pass they're giving us right now. Like when we see who we think is um, the character Karine Nagashi getting thrown against the pillar. She has like in this in this slowed down version, we can see the ropes, you know, that she's being pulled by. We can see just uh, how they're doing you know, the these actual effects so that it's not all CGI. And it just gives me so much confidence in the show and the quality that we're going to be getting.
1: The stunt work that was done, like, wow. What else you got?
0: So that was Monday. And then yesterday they just said, how about a little chaos? And they asked us to pick which emoji it should be the official emoji of, of the Wheel of Time. And then uh, they also, yesterday, GQ dropped, a, it's a very long article, Um, written by Zach Barron, who is a Wheel of Time fan himself. So he gave us a little bit of his, you know, childhood growing up with Wheel of Time. And it's a very extensive article on the Wheel of Time, um, which probably deserves its own episode. I don't know if we'll get there, but I will send the article to you so that you can read it because it's not spoilers. It just goes into so, so much. And more images were released from that article. So that's kind of what we have here. So, Those images are, uh, they're posted and I believe they all have alt text. I'll double check that. But here, you know, they're widescreen versions of what we get in the actual show and also just things we've never seen. So we have the white cloaks here, which again, it's a still photo of them in full costume. What are your thoughts on on these guys?
1: Good hair, good moustaches, great cloaks. I don't know because like genuinely... The White Knight, if you will, is the one that comes to. Save. There's not a lot of friendliness coming about with these uh, these characters in the the show here, but obviously they look like they're ready to fight at all times, obviously, some sort of military group.
0: and then we just get Moraine sitting on Aldeeb in front of a Waygate that we've seen. and and in the behind the scenes stuff, we saw that Waygate covered in snow, and now it's snowless. So we don't know what it does but even though we've
1: done 10 episodes of this i love how you say all these things like these are all common (laughs) words (laughs) we're all oh just there in front of the way gate and everything like that oh yes no as a never reader i'm completely well aware of what a way gate is (laughs) i see two pillars and stairs but you see what you need to see
0: and then we've seen the next image that they posted um from the article is one that we saw in the trailer right so you remember this uh, whereas the three sisters, or we saw four, but we didn't get the full face of the fourth sister in the trailer itself. And now we can see all four women dressed in red. Uh, obviously, Kate Fleetwood here, who's playing a character by the name of Leandrin, just kind of stealing, I think, the focus of this shot. Like, she just, those eyes say so much. Uh without any words needing to be spoken. And I think this is our final image. Our Amaralyn seat, Suan Sanche. This is a view we haven't seen, but we have, of course, seen her sitting on this throne in the trailer. But this is just a different view of it. You know, we have a, a picture of her ring now, which looks a little bit different than the ring that Maureen was wearing. And just, I don't know, like, I mean, she's in gold. She's got some colors. She'd have <laughs> Those were all from the GQ article, like I said, so not so much a huge drop. And then, again yesterday, we got a little bit of costume play, so they wanted to to kind of play around with the fans and invite the fans to show their own cosplay so this is more of a costume focus which i'm i'm we've talked about the costumes at length
1: it's funny moraine's the most practical of everything that anyone's wearing like she can actually get the most done what she's wearing i think yeah
0: like i'm assuming this is behind the scenes stuff or just like when they're getting ready to like take shots in the film i just like love how everyone poses and like turns around to the camera like it's very i don't know like instagram influencer
1: Right? Big time. Everyone's at the pumpkin patch with their love right now getting photos done.
0: <laughs> and then just because I love uh so Ben Mulder, the guy who solved the puzzle. I love him so much. He put this together, this this little <laughs> clip. And yes, I will be linking it in the description because it makes me laugh every day.
1: Oh my god. Wow. All right, that is definitely enough of that song for today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just the best. And then, yeah, they were a little bit, a little bit quiet today on Wednesday. But we still, so we dealt, we had things Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, and then beautiful, blissful quiet today because we do we do think that there's likely going to be um another trailer drop but we don't know when. We're sitting at 30 days out from the show, the second trailer, the bigger one that will hopefully explain a bit more plot-wise um for the never readers, uh the watcher over the waves perhaps will hopefully explain uh, more of what's actually the show's going to be about. Uh, So, based on everything we've seen, I appreciate it's just been a lot of visuals, a lot of stuff thrown at you, stuff you hadn't seen before. You know, we watched the full panel before this. It's a lot to take in. What are your quirgils, Virgil, at the end of this mammoth Wheel of Time super binge?
1: Number one is it's still unclear exactly what style of show this is to me in the sense that I think it's... It's done a really good job of almost getting every type of show involved in one. So like obviously we've talked about Game of Thrones we've talked about Lord of the Rings we' talked about it. it's kind of pulling from everything and I don't mean that in the sense that the book was pulling from everything they were written a long time ago I mean the sense of like the cinematography of it. So my biggest question is um, do you think that's just to appeal to every audience? basically, and try and rope as many people in in one go? Or do you think that that's it, my question is to you, or is that just how these books are? They just literally encompass everything that's been done to date maybe was playing off of those books. It's probably a pretty big and loaded question, but what do you think?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's the wheel of time. So that's hopefully some indication that the world is a wheel and things yes. repeat and there's constant constant flow and what has come to pass may come again i mean the fact that Loghain himself is called the self-proclaimed dragon reborn Mm -hmm. kind of speaks to some of that i think Uh, robert jordan was notorious or well known for drawn on drawing on influences from every culture there's a lot of uh actually alan from the wheel reads just put out a video about some of his influences. Uh, so I can link that as well. But basically, Hinduism is big. Um, I think there's some Buddhism. There's a lot of uh, Japanese influence. I can't speak to everything, but like really from all over the world, he's not just drawing on American culture or English culture. It's taking pieces and fragments from from everything. Like you haven't met some of these characters and we're not going there in season one, we think. But there's a place called Camelin, which is a little bit like camelot so there's some arthurian legends there and even some of the characters who um you haven't met yet but i could i'll just name drop a couple who reside in Camelin. we have morgays Gawain, galad these are all arthurian names
1: okay, yeah very similar name structures yeah
0: so uh those are you know some of the influences um that we certainly see and that's it's 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 interesting that you're, you know, kind of picking up on even the series itself, just drawing influences from a variety of things, because that is what Jordan is so well known for. And, and indeed, what the pattern and the wheel of time kind of does.
1: Okay, second question is for you, actually, again. So with Loghain being a broader character than in the book, does that make you more... That make you happy or sad because it's going to take away from the storyline that you have loved and cherished for so long. Yet, as you kind of alluded, it's a very big character. And does that maybe, is that, I mean, obviously it's in there to give the people that have read so much something else to look forward to a little bit too. But where do you sit on the fence on that?
0: I mean, I guess you like, I'm not a book purist. I have read these books, honestly, I can't even count. Certainly the first. Nine, probably over 20 times. I don't know. <laughs> I have been in this world and so immersed in this world. Um, and I can always come back to this world. I'm so looking forward to seeing someone else's perspective. Like I have such a deep headcanon for some of these characters. And I have created like my own world for some of these characters. I I've, I've infused myself into some of these characters. I've read so much. I'm I'm excited for a different telling of them. Logan hasn't actually been a character that I've connected with in the books, but I know probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know a lot of people like he's a lot of people's favorite character, even though sometimes in the books he can be quite minor. But he's a lot of people's favorite, and I just love the opportunity to you know kind of combine some storylines here put uh, fan faves into more prominent positions, explore different options. It's a new turning of the wheel, and I'm just, I'm excited. I, I actually went through the trailer with my parents, you know, kind of frame by frame, slowed it down. I was, like, standing in front of the TV like I was Miss Frizzle, and we were, you know on a school bus going through someone's anus. Well, say lower <laughs> yeah. we're we were there um and just kind of like breaking it down for them frame by frame and the number of times I said so this isn't in the book but was staggering like they mm-hmm. and my my parents now um and my younger brother even though my older brother and I have read this series since you know started reading in 99 uh the rest of my family didn't and now they're all reading the books. So my mom, as I'm going through the trailer and I'm like, so this isn't in the books, this isn't in the books, this isn't in the books, this is kind of in the books, but it's in the backdrop. Uh, She's like, well, what the hell is the point of me reading these books books, then if they're not? (laughs) But I was like, you know, it's the context of everything. Like, it's in the book, but, you know, to to get a full appreciation for it on TV, like, you kind of need to know what's happening because a lot of what we've seen in the trailer is... Stuff we, we have read about in the books, but we never got to see. So I like mm-hmm. this medium for it. I like that we're seeing things we only read about kind of in the background. And it's, yeah. New-new. It's new,
1: Everyone likes the new, new. And everyone, and why not give something new to you that they're giving to everyone else? Is like It's all new to me. But it'd be nice to have something new for you. Uh, my last question, pretty simple. Once again, for you, when you wake up in the morning, do you check your Twitter first or your work emails first? And do you have your Twitter set up to be a loud alarm at this point in time that basically just alarms you or does Sean just like troll that for you or what's the situation here?
0: Uh yeah, Sean wouldn't understand Twitter of time at all. This is this is the one thing I have sole domain over. So I have uh you know, some some anxiety and then also a fetus kicking me typically at between three A. M. and five A. M. Stuff on the go. There's there's things happening. So uh between those hours I'm typically alert and on on discord and I'll kind of cruise through and see if anything dropped over in asia while I was sleeping
1: I already said this to my wife your very good friend that every time you message even when we get close to the date I'm not gonna think baby I'm gonna think wheel of time every time I'm like oh something must have dropped and it's not <laughs> gonna be the child right every single time so yeah I I had to ask what was uh yeah. yeah and I'm well aware that if it's on the nineteenth. You will have a TV in that room somehow.
0: Somehow, some way, we will find a way to to record it. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe my baby will be named Amazon <laughs> or Prime. Prime
1: is. Prime. <laughs> I mean, Amazon Prime is wicked transformers, but <laughs>
0: yeah. So that that kind of wraps well, so I'm up. I'm
1: sure it's been done. I'm sure someone's <laughs> already named their kid Amazon Prime. I guarantee at this point. Brian.
0: Ew. Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Um, Yeah, that kind of wraps up our episode for this week. I, at this point, I'm too terrified to say what we're going to do next. You know, I really, there's still a lot of episodes I want to do and I want to talk about before the show comes out, which is now only 30 days away. You know, I want to talk about queer themes in the Wheel of Time. I want to talk about representation on screen. I want to talk about accessibility. I want to have all of these very big conversations but with Will of Time, the way they've been feeding us, I don't know if we're going to get there or if we're just going to have another episode next week to talk about, you know, the eight things that we've seen. Maybe it's going to be the second trailer. Maybe it's gonna dro- the second trailer is going to drop tomorrow and we're going to need to do another right. emergency recording. Um, so, I don't know. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Uh, you can find Feather and Mountain Podcast on all major podcasting uh, platforms. You can email us at FeatherMountainPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, FeatherMountainPod, I don't know, Instagram sometimes. Uh, and send your hate mail to uh, Dan, not Voldemort, at fuckyouturf.com. Thanks so much. Okay, bye.
1: Bye.